my most popular videos are when I'm laughing about my typos and the mistakes I've made. <laughs> and readers and other authors really love that rawness, I guess. <laughs> mm. Just showing that I'm a real person and I make mistakes. And I've made so many mistakes with this book. It's just, I don't know how I'm this successful, honestly. Are you a mom with a story to tell, but not sure where to start? Publishing a book is kind of overwhelming. Now throw kids and babies into the mix and you got a lot going on, but that doesn't mean you can't build yourself a thriving author life. My name is Jackie and I'm a mom and an indie author and I'm here to show you how, step by step, to get your books written, published, and sold, even if the only time you actually have to write is during your toddler's afternoon nap. It's time to write like a mother with these mums write. Hey guys, it's Jackie. Welcome to another episode of These Mums Write. One of the topics that I know is a real stickling point for us mom writers is marketing. Well, in the next few weeks, I'm going to be taking a deep dive into marketing with some episodes really focused on building platform and ads. To kick off this series, we're going to be talking today to Ellie Holland about her amazing success building up a platform on TikTok. Ellie, like many of the writers on the show, is a mom and also very recently started her book publishing career. And despite being a newbie and a self-professed introvert, she has had amazing success. Her TikTok account now has over 8,000 followers. On today's show, she's going to share all about how she did it, messy parts included, and how you can too. Please welcome Ellie Holland. Hello, Ellie. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Hi. Yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> I have so many questions about your book, Portal Guardians, and your your process that you've followed. I know you've had amazing results in getting ARC reviews and sales and all that stuff. But first, you know, what are you excited about right now? I guess just, I mainly market on TikTok. So my TikTok is blowing up every day. Um, I started September last year and I have 4,000 followers <laughs> and most of my sales are paperbacks. So TikTok is heavily, they love their physical copies because you can show off your bookcases in the backgrounds of your videos and everything. So everyone loves physical copies of their books. <laughs> That is true. Yeah. So TikTok's going really well. Yeah. Well, tell, let, let's go back to the beginning because I know you have, like, I want to get to the juicy marketing stuff, but like, what, where, when did you start writing and what inspired you to write this book? Oh, God. I've been working on this book for 20 years. <laughs> so I had a weird dream or several weird dreams in oh. 2001 when I was still in high school. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Like, oh my god! Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then I wrote them down when I woke up. And I was like, "This is weird. I could like totally write something with this." And then I just kind of held it on. I held it in my head for two decades and did a little bit of work on it, but nothing really big. And then um, the pandemic started, and I got this idea that you know people are suffering, and if I can. <laughs> relieve some of that stress and chaos and help someone forget all of 
all the horrible things going on for at least a couple hours, then I will have done my job <laughs> as a, as a writer and author. So I'm like, okay, this is going on right at the start of the pandemic. I'm like, I need to write this thing. Let's finally do this. So I started plotting, loosely plotting and got like my character sheets together. I knew I wanted a very, very diverse, different character set and my readers love it. <laughs> so uh, that's great. <laughs> like you mean like diversity in terms of like gender and race and sexuality? Yes, everything. Um, I have a uh, bisexual Japanese shapeshifter. They're called uh, Kitsune, uh, which means fox in Japanese. And then I have a healer dwarf. And then I have a... Uh, samurai elven mage because my fantasy world is a blend of medieval europe and japan so i have samurai oh. elves and stuff which i was like oh this is so cool i should totally do this no one's really done this yet yeah <laughs> what else i have um a black woman with super strength and then i have a cat <laughs> and then i have a 16 year old hispanic teen who can speak to animals <laughs> so it's pretty uh strange diverse cast but mm. it works <laughs> absolutely and so you had this dream and then you held on to it and then suddenly the pandemic hits and that gave you the inspiration and so you just started uh pumping it out and how long did it take you um, it took me, I guess I, I wrote a thousand words a day on average for about three months. And that was the most awful first draft anyone could possibly think of. <laughs> like I, I've made a couple of TikToks about it and people will love hearing it. Actually, one of them went sort of viral. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where I put a note there for myself in all caps and I didn't know how to write fight scenes yet. So I just wrote, they attacked and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, like six months later, I finally went back and like wrote that fight scene. But everyone thought that was funny that I <laughs> put those notes in there for myself. I'm like, that's future me's problem. I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so th th a thousand words a day is pretty impressive because you, you have a child or two, right? Yeah, I have two little girls. Uh, they're three and five, <laughs> and I'm a stay-at-home mom. So sometimes they're sitting on me, and I'm writing on my phone, and or they're running around the house and entertaining themselves, and I get some writing done. And <laughs> can you write a thousand words on your phone? Oh yeah, I can. I've actually upped my uh, upped my word count recently. I downloaded this app called Forest which is actually like a productivity app where it sets a timer for you and it grows like a little tree on their phone. And if you leave the app, it like the tree withers. <laughs> uh -huh. So I've been doing like 15 minute sprints and I managed to get at least 500 words each time. Wow. So I've been, I've been kind of upping it to around 2,500 a day. I don't always get that, but yeah, with a three and a five-year-old, that's like a hard time. Do they nap? Do they nap? I don't know. Um, not really. I am. I really should have them on a schedule, but no, no, <laughs> even, no. 
don't, I don't even have myself, myself on a schedule. So. Yeah. No, whatever. <laughs> whatever you're doing is working. Stop it. <laughs> okay. So that's amazing. So you wrote it um, in. It took me about three months to do the first draft. And then I kind of didn't touch it for a while. And then I was just kind of working on building up my following on uh, Facebook and TikTok for like six months. And then I went back to it and fixed it. Um, so that took, I don't know, another six months. I don't remember, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it finally, I finally published it, uh, December 30th last year in 2021. Yeah. It's been, (laughs) I still, I still don't like believe that I'm actually a published author, (laughs) but I am. (laughs) But you had great success getting ARC reviews. So can you tell me about that part of the process? Yeah. Um, one of my author friends, uh, Jamie Dalton, she uh, advised me to kind of create like a Google form with a link to where it asks you like, what's your email address? Uh, do you agree to receive an ebook copy? Because um, I don't have money to send out physical copies. <laughs> Uh, although some people do that and that's fine. And then I would, I asked them like, would you be willing to leave a review by this date and that kind of stuff. I kind of struggled with making sure the wording was not going to break like Amazon terms of service. Cause they're super strict about arc reviews and you can't actually say you're giving a book away in exchange for a review. It has to be like, I'm giving it to you and I'm asking nicely for a review, but (laughs) don't give me one. I can't force you to give me a review (laughs) kind of thing. So I ended up getting like 250 ARC readers interested. And I think I have, I think only like 10 to 15% somewhere Mm -hmm. around there, 10 to 20% left reviews. Um, I still have some coming in. So um, that's amazing. So, I mean, is it, so you, you mentioned that you wrote your first draft and then you started working on Facebook and TikTok. So can you take us there? Like, what do you think it is that you did in that process then that got you 200 ARC reviews? Well, I post every day. Okay. (laughs) TikTok is my main platform for sure. Um, Right now I post three times a day, but when I first started out, it was like at least once a day. I haven't missed a day. So I do, um, I set like a couple hours aside every few days and I make a batch of videos and put them Mm -hmm. in drafts. And then I just um, put them out at a certain time whenever readers are on and my covers were done. So I think the cover is like 75% of why I'm so successful. (laughs) I picked like perfect cover designer and (laughs) he even I'm like his favorite client too. Aww. <laughs> so funny. He won't admit it, but I'm totally him. His name is <laughs> his name is Jeff Brown, and he does covers for like sci-fi and fantasy, and he's amazing. He draws them all himself. Uh, he does like 3D models of castles built from scratch on his computer and stuff, and hand illustrates everything. Uh, but he did my cover, and I had my cover ready. So whenever I did my videos asking for arc readers, I showed them my cover and they're like, oh, that's an amazing cover. It's beautiful. I'm totally interested. I think I did like five to 10 videos asking for arc readers just to, hmm. just to be sure every like couple days, it was over a couple weeks. And yeah, I got a lot of interest. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. 
but yeah, 250 people signed up and I got a bunch of them from Facebook too. And some of them in the mom's groups and uh, some from another, some from another couple uh, writing groups too. So basically just showing my cover. I had a really good blurb. I hired someone to write my blurb too. Hmm. And so, yeah, just trying to be as professional as possible while still being me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It I mean, I love work pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really smart. So you put like, as you mentioned, you didn't have a big budget to throw at this, but you used your own charm in the places that you enjoyed and, you know, the TikTok and Facebook, and then hiring some help for some of the other pieces very strategically. That's a, a good way to do it, right? The, the book blurb. And then I think book covers, that's like, I don't, I don't think anyone should really design their own, should they? Mm, no, like I'm I'm a graphic designer, and I was no way I would ever be able to do that in a decade. <laughs> so, oh wow, you're a graphic designer, also. That is so interesting. That yeah, that you said like your book was your book cover made such a big impact. It definitely speaks to the skill set of the book designer person. Yeah, um, I'm in the. 20 books to 50k uh, indie author Facebook group. They're a huge group of indie authors. And a lot of those author, the authors on there are six, seven figure a year authors. And I went into all of this thinking I want to be like them. <laughs> so, and they always say, you know, one of them, the, the captain of the group, his name is Craig Martell. He's a sort of famous uh, sci-fi thriller uh, author and he says dress for the job that you want so i'm like okay i can do that <laughs> so i picked the most professional cover artist and i i basically got uh, did all the professional things i could and um within my budget as much as i could and it seemed to work out pretty well <laughs> i am really proud of my first line though because that was all me <laughs> The first line of your synopsis? Oh, of my book. My, oh, of your book. line of the Portal Guardians. Tell us. I love yeah. first lines. I love them. <laughs> yes, Sorry. it is. For 16 years, Devden Elberos thought of nothing but revenge and French fries. <laughs> that is a solid first line. Yeah. <laughs> so I, have, I have a French fry obsessed villain, and it's just funny because he's like dressed in a Japanese like samurai kamishimo is what it's called <laughs> that he's got and I have a cover that my cover artist made of him like holding french fries dressed that way for his for my prequel <laughs> so yeah it's just kind of funny blending like modern millennial uh, pop culture references and like McDonald's and Chipotle with ancient Japan and ancient Europe customs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. So you then were doing these TikToks and it sounds like you're really sharing your creative process. Yeah, I, my most popular videos are when I'm laughing about my typos and the mistakes I've made. <laughs> So it's just in readers and other authors really love that rawness, I guess. <laughs> mm. Just showing 
that I'm a real person and I make mistakes and I've made so many mistakes with this book. It's just, I don't know how I'm this successful. Honestly, (laughs) I've made so many mistakes. I sent out the wrong copy of my book to my ARC readers at first. It had like chapter 39 twice in it. Oh no. Something else was wrong with it. Uh, It was so bad. I don't know how, how it all worked out, but it did. Well, you're still, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you're still laughing, right? So maybe that I can see that's part of the charm, right? You're you're like, I made a mistake. Shut up. 39. It's such a good chapter. You're getting it twice. (laughs) (laughs) But then I think, I think that was either the last chapter to second to last chapter. Yeah. It was the second to last chapter. So like the very last one with the cliffhanger, (laughs) people were just like, what? (laughs) But yeah, I fixed it somehow and it's all worked out. <laughs> it's all worked out. So consistency, just being really open, sharing your process. So you kept doing the, the TikToks, you got the ARC reviews coming in. And so um, then what happened next? So when you actually published the book in December? Well, I, I was like so stressed out from the whole thing. that I like, I'm laughing about it now, but it's like not funny, but I thought I was literally having a heart attack from all the stress from all of this. I drove myself to the hospital and they're like, nope, you're fine. You just need to uh, find ways to reduce your stress. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm a full-time author and I'm a stay-at-home mom and y'all get right on that, dude. (laughs) So yeah, it was extremely stressful. Um, Oh, and then speaking of the mistakes I made uh, around that time. So a week before I published my book, my ARC readers basically all unanimously said, you need more character development and your point of views are really confusing. So I basically rewrote half my book a week before publishing. (laughs) Yes. Sure. Yeah, it was 100,000 words. It ended up being 110,000 words. So I added like 10,000 words to it in that week because they wanted more character development, which I gave them. And then my point of views were really confusing. Like I head hopped a lot. So I rewrote it to where I write in third person omniscient. But then recently I realized... Also, I write in third person limited. (laughs) So somehow Uh it's a blend of the two and it kind of works. It it works anyway, because I label my chapters with whatever character is going to have the internal thoughts in that chapter. And then I have the chapter title and then I make sure like the first line mentions that character as well. So I made it all labeled and organized so that the head hopping would not be confusing anymore. But yeah, that was the biggest mistake was basically almost publishing, publishing a terrible book that would have failed. (laughs) But yeah. Wow. And so that is impressive. Is that what made you feel like you were having the heart attack was like, Oh my God, I need to rewrite like half my book right now. Yeah. That and just a million other things and being a mom and (laughs) not getting enough sleep and I have several mental illnesses that I'm dealing with and I have a chronic illness and (laughs) it's a long list, but trying to uh, laugh it all off, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're laughing and you just are killing it. So again, you seem to be doing it right. (laughs) I don't know how. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm like, is this real? <laughs> well, I think it's just so inspirational for any listeners like who see challenges like I can't do this because of this and I can't do this because of this, you know, you just admitted you I, I have a mental illness, I have a chronic disease, I've got two t- small children and that three and five let's like let's be honest that's like the hardest stage that the kids can be at and you're still (laughs) like doing it so take note i'm taking note (laughs) i don't know how you get any sleep i don't really (laughs) (laughs) but that's amazing so you just uh, you'd already had it professionally edited and then you had to like go back and rewrite half the book yeah, I another another mistake. I was not organized enough to give my book to the professionals that needed it on time. So I made my deadline the Amazon deadline to publish my book, but that was the only deadline I made. I mm. I didn't have my book organized and finished for my editor. I didn't have it organized and finished for my formatter. <laughs> And I tried to format it myself. That was a huge mistake. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> although you're a graphic designer, so yeah, and I still messed it up somehow. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually about to do a second edition of my book because it just it doesn't look right still. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna make this. Uh, I'm gonna make a big deal out of the first edition and say, Hey, you know, if I'm famous, famous one day, maybe this will be worth money. And, you know, uh, I'm going to sign them. And I have a, like a whole bunch of author copies on my shelf that I need to, (laughs) I need to sell. And I was planning on uh, signing them and selling them on my website, but yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to put out a second edition basically and fix everything that I possibly missed because there's just a couple more things that needed to be fixed. And yeah, like the fonts, I picked the wrong fonts <laughs> and being a graphic designer, you'd think that <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but okay. It's not if you become famous, when you become successful, <laughs> even more successful, cause you already are then. Yes. I love that. You're just leaning into these mistakes along the way too. Like, yeah, that's limited edition. Yeah, that's what Treasure I mean. Treasure it. Words. Yep. Limited edition. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah. So but what, what, like, I probably would have just pushed the deadline up myself. But so what yeah. was it that you really didn't want to do that? Tell me about that. Yeah. So my deadline was originally November 30th last year. And so I actually moved it back 30 days to December 30th. And I made the deadline and, <laughs> but basically if you don't meet the deadline to Amazon standards, then you don't, you're banned from having um, pre-orders for a year. So you can't have pre-orders. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's, oh, I see. Pre-orders are really important. So <laughs> they let you move it 30 days out one time. And they won't let you do it again. Okay, I got it. The pre-orders. I didn't ever know thing called pre-orders. I did lots of things wrong also. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't know what that was or beta readers. I'm embarrassed to admit that. But uh, so I got you now. So you had the pre-order deadline. You had all these people who already bought the book. They'd already waited an extra 30 days. So you're like, I gotta, I gotta deliver or else my Amazon days are over. 
Yeah, I could see yeah. how that would stress you out. Yeah, I mean, there's I talking about all this on social media. There's like so many authors that end up not meeting their deadline, and then they're banned from pre-orders for a year, and they're like, whatever. I still publish my books. I just can't do pre-orders. So yeah. probably I, would not have been the end of the world if I would have just waited, mm -hmm. but. I kind of wanted to like prove to myself that I could get it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you know, and I did. <laughs> yeah, you did it. And, <laughs> and, you know, this is something I'm, I'm hearing a lot, you know, just do it messy, be a C student. And the thing is you had the beautiful cover, right? You didn't do it that messy, but just a little bit. I love that you just went for it. And so um, after launch day, and so I, I, I also assume you were like pumping it up on your social media and how did launch yes. go? What happened next? So I ended up having 65 pre-orders and uh, I probably messed up on pricing it when I first published. That was another mistake. I put it at 99 cents. And then when I was uploading the book to Amazon, they said, oh, you can't do it for 99 cents because your book's too big. So they charge you like, I forget what it is, like 15 cents a megabyte or something to upload it. So they take it out of your royalties. So what was left over was going to, like I was going to lose money if I had it at 99 cents or something. So I had to right. put it at 199 um, for the ebook. And then... What did I do? I did, I think I did $15.99 for the paperback. I was basically this the whole thing is like I've just been doing what other authors are doing. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, they did 99 cents. I should totally do that. And then I didn't realize, you know, maybe I should look into like actually my specific scenario that maybe that won't work for me. Um, but lunch was pretty good. I actually ended up selling like 40 books the first couple days outside of the pre-orders I think yeah the first week was really awesome I did really well uh I also didn't have my paperback ready in time so that cost me that was another mistake because <laughs> uh, I'm on TikTok and they love paperbacks and mm. people are like when is this coming out I don't want the ebook I want a physical copy in my hands to put on my mm. shelf <laughs> I'm mm. like sorry it's coming <laughs> So yeah, messed up with that. <laughs> mistakes after mistakes, but people were patient and they waited and I was basically honest with them. I'm like, yeah, I'm messing this up badly, but it's, I'm going to get it out to you guys. Just please be patient. <laughs> so um, yeah, launched it really well. I think I've sold 120 copies now total, including the 65 pre-orders and my book has been out like a month and a few days. <laughs> That's pretty awesome for a nobody author. <laughs> that is awesome. That's 120 people that are, you know, having their lives impacted by your you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And it's kind of fun watching like who's reading my book. Like, oh, someone in uh, Germany bought my book and they're reading it now. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> Do you interact with a lot of the your readers on TikTok? Yeah, that... yeah. I make sure that I'm an active member of the community, the booktop community. And um, by the way, if you're not on there, you should definitely get on booktok. That is uh, 
that is the uh, leading platform for authors right now. And it, you will propel your career quickly being on there. Um, anyways, what was I saying? Um, getting, <laughs> being part oh, of yeah. book oh. talk. Yes. So I make sure I'm an active member of the community and it's really supportive and everyone is super awesome and nice and really understanding of (laughs) people making human errors and the whole process of writing and everything. So I interact with my readers. I respond to every comment. I gotten tons of emails with people saying that my book has changed their life and they can't Uh wait for, (laughs) they can't wait for the next one. And so what, what do you focus on now? So I, am working on book two, which everyone is like, hurry up and get this out because I left them on a cliffhanger with book one. (laughs) Nice. Book one is basically creating answer or creating questions and leaving readers thinking what the hell is going to happen next, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which I think it did its job. So, and then the next book is going to have quite a few more answers to all these questions that came up with book one. And then another uh, quickly becoming famous author, her name is AK Mulford. She does this really awesome thing where she writes a full length novel and then she'll write like a novella in between. So her readers don't have to wait very long for the next book. So she writes like a short novella about one of her characters and puts that out. And then she'll go back and she'll write, her book too and get that out in like four or five six months or whatever so i'm like that's genius i'm gonna do that because i planned on all of my main characters all six of them plus the villain and like the mentor and maybe some other characters i planned on writing a prequel like backstories of all of them anyway so and she also she gives them away with her newsletter and on her website I thought that was a really awesome and super cool idea. So I'm, I'm doing that. I'm Stealing on, that. Yeah. I'm working on getting my newsletter set up. I am halfway done with book two. And then I'm halfway done with the prequel novella of my villain. Uh, my French fry loving villain. I actually had, I did a video asking readers if they wanted a prequel novella of my elven main character first or my villain and all of them said the villain <laughs> oh so smart yeah I so i had them vote so i like i genuinely care what my readers think and what they want and um if a bunch of them are saying the same thing then obviously i need to make some changes which is why i rewrote my book exactly it's why you had a heart attack <laughs> yes <Yeah, it's> like <laughs> thankfully i did not actually have a heart attack but yes i really thought i was <laughs> Yeah, it's all just a big game of copycat kind of <laughs> where it's like, oh, this person did something awesome. I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's you're you're learning, right? You're you're open to trying different things and be you're part of the community so that you can see what's happening and what's working like you're consistently showing up, right? Yes. So, yes. The one, you know, the one thing you don't want to copy is like someone else's book, which I definitely did not do. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I'm, if something's working for somebody, I'm going to look into it and figure out if I can do that too, if it'll work for me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what the marketing is all about, really, right? Just trying different things. Yeah. Yep. 
Or maybe you wouldn't even call it marketing because I feel like for you, it's just like building community. Yeah. I mean, I still call it marketing just because it sounds professional. (laughs) Like every time I get on social media, I... I'm like, I'm clocking in right now. I'm actually working. <laughs> hmm. And because I mean, I really am. It's like, it sounds funny, but totally you are rolling through TikTok, watching cat videos. I really am working because if a cool sound comes up and I can somehow make it related to books, then I will do that <laughs> and I will make a video. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all research. And like you said, participating in the community like that, it takes time, right? Yes, hours a day. <laughs> it is a full-time job. Yeah. I, I, like I said before, it's, I love that you're just like following the, the breadcrumbs. Like one thing leads to the next and not, not worrying about it too much. Just trying it out and playing with it. And yep. it's great. That's, that's kind of the beauty of writing books is if something doesn't work, then you can fix it. I mean, even after publishing your book and it's out in the world. If there's a mistake, you can still go back and republish it and have a second edition out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And do you think um, like your experience as as a mom, like does that, did that come into your books? Do you think that impacted you as a writer and and in any way? Um, I think so. Yes, because um a big kind of theme that I've always held on to was I never want to like fully grow up basically <laughs> um, the whole like Peter Pan thing, or um, I used to watch a bunch of those, uh, those, I guess they're not really well known. The flight of dragons is one of them. It's like an eighties cartoon movie about dragons and magic and stuff. And um, the last unicorn. That's probably a famous oh, one. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see that. The, the animated Hobbit. Like, I really was drawn to those animated movies, and they're all about just basically not allowing yourself to get too scientific and too literal, and always trying to believe in magic. And so, <laughs> basically, just holding on to that and. Um, whenever my kids want to play and they want to run around the house wearing fairy wings and have a sword and stuff. I'm like, Oh, I should make a character like that. (laughs) So yeah, just not growing up and still believing in magic and stuff. (laughs) Mm. So being able to create these worlds and live in them as a writer is a way to help, you know, you not become like, uh, too much of a boring adult you can still like yes. partic- participate in your kids i mean that's what kids are so amazing at aren't isn't it that imagine imaginary world yes yes definitely <laughs> and my girls are already so creative and their drawings i have a whole stack of drawings of theirs that i'm going to save <laughs> i wish my mom would have done that for me but she didn't <laughs> But yeah, I might make some characters from their drawings or something. (laughs) Uh, Do you find you get, so you get inspired by their creativity? Yeah. Yeah. There's some things that they've done. They're like, oh, I definitely want to do something like that. (laughs) In my Uh, Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. I can't wait for them to start reading because I'm going to read them my books. (laughs) Uh, um, So what would advice would you give to 
um, Ellie, when she, when you just were like, so it took you three months to write your first novel. So what what advice would you give yourself to Ellie who just finished that three month sprint? Oh, um, past me, I would say don't wait six months to go back and finish your book because I like forgot half of it. <laughs> and where can people get in touch with you? Oh, um, Ellie Holland books uh, at gmail.com. If anyone wants to uh, email me, it's totally fine. Uh, my books are on Amazon and Kindle, Kindle Unlimited. I'm working on my newsletter. So you can find me on social media. I'm Ellie Holland books on uh, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, all the same name. And then Twitter is E Holland books. Cause I guess it was too long or something <laughs> to change it. So, but I'm mainly on Facebook and TikTok. <laughs> TikTok's a big one. Well, thank you so much. This has been such a lovely conversation. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. <laughs> if there's one thing that comes out through Ellie's conversation, it's that it's okay to not know what you're doing. Just keep on doing it and you will get there. Okay, so here are the top takeaways. Number one, when doing TikTok, consistency is king. Batch record, aim for one to three videos per day. Number two, get your book cover done early so that you can use it to show readers what you're working on and get them excited to sign up as ARC readers. Number three, if you can get professional help for the blurb and the covers, those are key parts of the marketing process. Number four, doing it messy is okay. You can always say that was a limited edition. Number five, TikTok loves paper copies, so make sure those are available right away. And number six, social media is all about being social. Show up in communities. Not only does that help you connect with your readers, but it's also research for other tactics that you can apply to your marketing. Speaking of marketing, uh, if you can take a second right now, as soon as you listen to the show to like or subscribe to this podcast, that is such a help to getting the show out to more listeners so that we can continue to bring in awesome speakers like Ellie. I'll talk to you guys next week. In the meantime, happy writing.